country plays hard as I will play the rest of the season and you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season I knew we had a good chance to beat them when I heard Feinbaum picked them to win by about 25 points somebody tell me turned by Chris Davis Davis goes left I just want to come out and say it because I've been thinking about this and this is the last day. Look, I'm finally over coming. I'm not over it. Like I will be, I'm not going to be over it for a while, but I'm just, I'm depressed. But let me tell you this. Obviously I got to give credit where credit's due. And, and that is, I'm not going to really beat around the bush. So I'm just going to get straight to it. Georgia beat us. Congratulations. Um, and I thought, Cooley and Kirby Smart did an excellent job. Yeah. I respect that, man. I respect you coming out and saying that. Like, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm not going to try to make any, you know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. Definitely the worst coach game I've seen by Dan Mullen since he's been at Florida. Um, Obviously, I mean, not the whole game as far as, I mean, Dan Mullen is is really the offensive coordinator. so, I mean, as far as offensive play calling and stuff, I thought it looked much better in the second half. He made adjustments, yada, yada, yada. First half looked flat, um, but the defense was just wretched. And, uh, you know, your coordinators are a reflection of you as a head coach. So whatever your coordinators do or is essentially what you're doing. And Todd Grantham, fuck him. Bro, listen to me. I, I want to hear what's happening because two weeks ago, you and every other Florida fan were talking about Grantham's one of the best D coordinators in the nation. Well, I wouldn't say two weeks ago because I, I because two weeks. I mean, we need to we need to roll the I'll tape say, back. No, no, no. I, I know we've been recording these I know, conversations. Correct, correct, correct. No, no, no. I would definitely say that. I wouldn't say two weeks ago. I'd say probably a month ago. I was saying that one hundred percent. But I thought that against LSU and South Carolina, that he our defense didn't look really great. Um, you didn't think your defense looked good against LSU? No, they scored forty-two. Or oh, I didn't realize they scored that much. Yeah, I was, no, no. I was thinking it was lower scoring than that. I just, I just um, in South Carolina. I mean, I didn't think it looked excellent, and um, so no. I mean, Grantham. Uh, I mean, I've been reading a lot of stuff about it, and essentially, his defense works until you play a quarterback who either makes the right decisions or is just elite. And uh, obviously, you know, Jake Fromm had a hell of a day. Um, the third down conversions blow my fucking mind. That's exactly what happened last year. Just, yeah. all, in all, just all in all, just a depressing game. Um, just Saturday was a horrible day for me. I got there. First of all, we got to the stadium, and I realized my girlfriend forgot the tickets. So we had to drive oh. back. Well, we were there at like 9 a.m., so yeah. it wasn't that bad. Then I also uh, got my Yeti cooler stolen. 
What? Yep. And then yeah, we lost the game, of course. Then it literally took me two and a half hours to get outside to get outside of downtown Jacksonville. Okay, okay, dude. Can can we just talk about how sucky it is after your team loses a game and you're stuck in traffic trying to get out of the city? Well, this is the worst. This is the worst. I'll tell you the best feeling is when you win a game and you walk outside the stadium and everyone's chanting, but it's also the yeah. worst feeling because where my parents' dumbass parked, we took a separate car. Um and my parents, the way we had to get back to their car was like we had to go pretty much through the Georgia stand section. Oh, gosh. Like all the way out, people were just like, you know, you know, obviously you had your dickhead fans that were like, yeah, you know, saying shit. Nothing was too bad because we just kind of kept walking. Of course, like my dad, like like some Georgia fan ran into him and he's like, my dad was like, you better watch where you're going, motherfucker. <laughs> like my dad, like my dad was just like, wasn't really that he was in that bad of a mood because we lost. Cause, well, he was, but like he just is like that in general. So like, if anyone like got in his way, he was kind of like, you better fucking move, or I'll move you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, people. I mean, I had a couple people say like, you know, good game and stuff like that. And yeah, like honestly, bro, just going away from it. I'm not taking any like fuck all the moral victories. Like we lost the game and we yeah. had a one and. Um, obviously the, I mean, it's as simple as the better team won. So, yeah. So I want to get your opinion on how you feel about this. This was just the way I felt about the game. And I, I thought at first that it might've been like a little bit of bias and me feeling like, you know, just being a typical fan being like, Oh, we could have won by more or whatever. But I really felt like the game wasn't really as close as the score reflected I mean, if you just were looking at, you know, the, how dominant um, the Georgia defense was um, through most of the game. Um, and I just thought it was a weird game. I thought the the refs were horrible on both sides. I know you're going to want to yeah. talk about that catch, which to me in no world was that a catch by Lawrence Cager um, after the review. Um, I, I don't understand how the ref, you know, re- didn't reverse that call. Um, but then they were like, no call holding penalties all over the place. There was weird offsides that were being called that I'm like, this guy's not lined up offsides and they're calling it off. So I thought it was a weird game, but I felt like, you know, Georgia did what I wanted to see them do. Um, The defense continued to look great. And I really think that we're getting into the territory where we can start to say that Georgia D should be considered maybe an elite defense in the SEC right now. Um, Still haven't given up a rushing touchdown. Um, on the season um, through, you know, as, as many games as they played. And, uh, you know, I just felt like between the offense being able to, you know, open up the, the playbook and throw the ball downfield some, um, third downs are obviously huge. But then also for you guys to hold DeAndre Swift under 100 yards and us still come away victorious well, that's what, is that's what was pretty crazy. incredible. That's what was blowing my mind is I actually thought our defense did an excellent job of containing a run for the most part. Oh, for sure. hundred um, percent. Which was wild to me. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I felt like that game could have got out of hand a couple of times and Georgia just didn't put it away. But I also felt like, you know, Florida didn't make some big plays there in the second half. For sure. Uh, um, which, you know, I think the game would have been different um, really on two ways. I felt like if Florida would have scored first, which we had a, a – a great opportunity too. We could that game would have been different, and obviously, I think the catch, uh, giving up a touchdown. I just, you know, it's all momentum and stuff like that. So, 
Um, you know, it's just it's brutal. This man. is gonna I, sound it, crazy, but do you know how soon that I felt like, oh, we're gonna win this game was? Um, how soon? When Dan Mullen tried to go for it on fourth down early and called the play where it was an empty backfield. Yeah, so, like, honestly, though, I don't mind that play call. I, I don't mind the play call. I just felt like Dan oh, no, I want to interrupt. I want to interrupt you. Oh, I interrupt. This is why I'm interrupting you. It's actually, like, live breaking news. Um, I'm watching the um, uh, Top 25 college football playoff. Uh, Georgia just came in at six. Oh, yeah, I figured that's where they'd be. Uh, Florida's at – Florida was at 10. Um, Oklahoma was at um, – sorry, I'm going to try to get to these two for you. So Oklahoma, uh, Florida at 10, Oklahoma at 9, Utah at 8, Oregon at 7. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, honestly, bro, this is going to sound, like, really weird. And I know, like, like I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just going to sound super weird. Wow. Trip. What? Clemson came in at 5. No. Yeah, Penn State at four. Wow. Sorry. But this is going to sound weird. Um, But, like, every morning before game day, like the day of game day, like my body always just kind of tells me, like, I don't know what it is, bro. I, I Like, every single time it never fails me no matter how big the game. Like, I just wake up and I'm like, okay, we're going to win this game. Or, okay, we're going to lose this game. And I shit you not, every single time I think we're going to win. Like the Auburn game, I woke up and I was like, we're going to win this game today. And I remember the, the Georgia game, I was sitting in the shower that morning. And I was like, we're going to – I don't know why, but I just have a feeling we're going to lose today. And I just feel like it's going to be a heartbreaker. I literally said yeah. that to myself. I literally, I literally said to myself in the shower, I was like, we're either going to beat this team like 42 to 20 or we're going to lose in a heartbreaker. Did you, did you really – did you feel like it was a heartbreaker? I felt like I was like a hard, outside of like, it being Georgia no, 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 and no, all no. the typical stuff. Yeah, like I didn't think the game is in itself. It's not like it was like a missed shanked field goal or anything. Yeah. Alabama came in at three, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like a missed shanked field goal or anything. It was just like a heartbreaker in the fact that like, like, like I felt like, you know, Dan Mullen. I still, still, I still am in. I'm confident in Dan Mullen's ability to call plays. And I still think that he is a better coach as far as play calling than Kirby Smart. I just felt like Kirby Smart outcoached him on Saturday. And that yeah. was hard. that's what was heartbreaking to me. And like James Cooley, really, really what it really came down to, obviously, um, I think Kirby Smart did an excellent job. But what really broke my heart was is that like I thought I thought the third down conversion was terrible. And um, obviously just like us taking, having to take like seven minutes off the fourth quarter for one drive, Dude, but that I mean, was huge. Started, but like, like Cooley out smoke out coach Grantham, you know what I mean? Like Cooley's getting yeah. paid like 500 K Grantham's getting paid like 2 million. Like, so it just, um, it just breaks my heart. By the way, Ohio state, number one, LSU, number two. Wow. Yeah, so LSU and Alabama are two and three. How is LSU number two? I have no clue. I have no clue. How are they number two? They've beat... My brain hurts. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. My brain hurts. That makes no sense. 
But honestly, bro, I will tell you this: you're being much a much better winner than I am. Because if we would have won that game, I would have been I would have been obnoxiously. Well, obnoxious. this this is why is because a you're my bro, and I love you, and I know how bad it sucks to to lose a game where you feel like you've got the the coach and you've got the players and you've got the ability to. Um, and also, you know what? I kind of feel for you because you're kind of getting to see what I know about Todd Grantham. Um, and that is, it always seems that in the big games where it, where you're up against that elite competition, the typical tricks and, and moves he pulls don't work. Um, yeah. And it's very frustrating to watch. And so, and honestly, man, I still I still maintain this. You know, for me, the Florida Georgia rivalry has never been one where I just hated Florida. Um, I've 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 started to dislike them more because I'm not a big fan of Mullen's personality um, and like the trash talk this whole year like kind of annoyed me. Um, but uh, you know, I've I've also tried to tried to look at it in the sense of like, man, that Lawrence Cager catch that didn't get overturned. If it gets overturned and we don't score right there, maybe the game's different. Um, you know, I don't think the refs decided that game in any way. I Like I said before, I, I, think, I think it was not as close as the scoreboard showed um, based on, you know, a few different things. But overall, man, I was just kind of relieved that Georgia came out and looked like the way they should look. You know what I mean? Um, I felt, you know, I if you had told me before the game, Jake Fromm's going to throw 30 times, DeAndre Swift's not going to get over 100 yards. Um, and Lawrence and, Cager's going to go off for 150? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just said Jake Fromm throws 30 times, DeAndre Swift doesn't eclipse 100 yards, do you win or lose? I'd have been like, we probably lost. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm happy with the win, and I think, you know, we should not – I mean, we shouldn't mess up and drop another game. We should end up in Atlanta. But that South Carolina loss is haunting, man. I know, like, looking at it, Tennessee beat them, and so I feel confident that it was just an off day. We had a bad outing, and we just didn't show up. But it's still, like, just the idea that that can happen is kind of crazy. Well, that's what I kind of, like, moving forward is kind of, like, obviously, like, as a Gator fan, that's all kind of what we want to just do now. Just yeah, for like, sure. Whatever. But, like, bro, but like even say, as a Georgia fan, I, honestly, bro, like, kind of kind of just we can talk about Georgia first before I go into Florida. But I was actually thinking last week, and I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like, jinx Florida or anything like that. Yeah. But but essentially, I honestly, uh, I really, and I'm not bullshitting when I say I want to say this last week, I really feel like the team that was going to give you the most trouble this year um, is Auburn, not Florida. Um, you know, I, I feel like Auburn, um, can give y'all fits. Like, I don't know why I feel that way, but see, I feel like their, their defense can give us fits. Like I think their defense has the potential to shut down our run game. And then yeah. we've got to put the ball in Jake Fromm's hands, but man, the way our defense has played this year, I'm just not scared of their offense at all. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, like, you know, what I, like, I just, I think that game, I could just see that game being somewhat of a South Carolina type game and the fact that, like, like your offense isn't able to get momentum and just somehow they make plays when they need yeah. to. But, like, obviously they're a way better team than, than South Carolina. But, oh, yeah. But like, I mean, I, I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say Georgia's going to win. I mean, I mean, they were in, they were within a touchdown of Ole Miss. Yeah, but. 
I, I mean, yes, which is crazy, but they were actually smacking the shit out of Ole Miss for a while there. But I mean, I just, it's not really that like, I'm just saying my matchup wise, I just feel like they're honestly, I don't know this, their defensive line, man. And it's not like I'm really even hoping that they lose to Auburn. I just like, I'm just saying, yeah. I just feel like, like really there's no other team that's going to give you and Kelly Bryant, you guys play Missouri this week and I'm pretty sure Kelly Bryant's going to be out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the only team in the regular season that, you know, I'm very any what any sort of concerned with is Auburn for obvious reasons. I mean, Derek Brown and that defense are really good. But you know what, man? I was worried about the Florida defense. I think Florida's defense is very good. I think you guys are good up front and, you know, in the in the I think you guys are good in the front seven and in the back four. Um, and I was pretty happy with how it turned out. And so. My thing is, like, if I'm just having to say, okay, two good defenses and one offense that I would say is, like, decent, I feel good about our chances. Because I don't think Auburn's offense is very decent. You know, Bo Nix has not proven anything to me. Um, He hasn't – I don't think he's proven anything to anybody other than that one game in Oregon. So That was really luck. Yep. Yep. So, I mean – and think about about how Oregon must feel, man. That one loss and they're at seven – I know. Well, the thing, the thing that I think is, um, you know, the thing that I think is the is the deal breaker. Not really, but the thing I think that that's the difference is it's a home game for Auburn. You yeah, know what I mean, that's so definitely it's just, true. It's just although, did you see that one of the Auburn players tweeted out that the energy in Jordan Hare was terrible this weekend? Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing though. Like if. But if you're a Georgia fan, you can't bank on that. Like you know, it's going to be wild when y'all when y'all roll. Of up course, and, but I just I just thought into, that was uh, insane into like, that stadium. Like you know, there's no way that the stadium is not going to be just cranking. You know, oh, what I mean? for sure, for sure. I just thought that was insane. That I did see that though that that that, that happened. Um, but yeah, so all in all, you know, I, it was a really good. I think it was a good game. Um, I think that. We benefited by, you know, Zaniga still wasn't full go um, in oh, this game. I also think um, that that's the best pass blocking I've seen from Georgia all year. I know, dude. I don't understand, like, all of a sudden we just look like the Georgia from the last couple of years where we're blocking, you know, we're making plays. Like, I just don't – I don't understand. I think the difference – this is what really pissed me off about Grantham. Number one, we couldn't get pressure because your pass blocking was doing – was, was – uh, was damn good, and also we sat in a soft zone the whole damn game. So it just yeah, really. So that's the off. other thing is I think that I think Grantham for one here's here's my theory on Grantham at this point. I think for one, Georgia is a team that gets in his head and he just can't get past the mental block of it, um, because he worked there and he wants to win so bad. Like you know he wants to beat Georgia so bad. Like you know like the guy that from South Carolina that had. Uh, three interceptions, um, you know that Grantham would have loved for Florida to have been the defense that did that Jake Fromm, right? So I think there's that. And then I think that he went into it thinking Georgia's offense isn't that good. They're not able to throw the ball. If we just sit in a zone and and our our pass rush gets to him, Jake Fromm will have to make quick throws and it won't won't work out. And, you know, when you – go for that play, you sit into that zone, and Jake Fromm's got all the time in the world, well, good luck with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's not the guy you want to have all day. 
Um, so I just think that, you know, that's part of it. And I, man, I don't, um, I mean, we've won, we've won three years in a row now, but if what the heck is happening? Sorry, my phone was going off. It's all right. We've won three years in a row now, but if you said, will it be four in a row? I don't know, man. That game was closer than I would have liked it to be. And, you know. Well, actually, I was sitting next to a Georgia fan. And I just told him, like, oh, after the game. And even I just said, hey, good good game. I was like, I didn't say anything like, oh, you know, watch out for us next year. I just was like, yeah. I literally said good game. I was like, I'm excited about this game for the next for five, know, man. five years. Like, it's just going to be. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think about Kirby Smart. It doesn't matter what you think about Dan Bullen. Uh, they're going to be here for a while. And yeah. uh, and they've done an excellent job at both programs. And um, this is going to be a matchup every single year. Um, you know, I think it's going to be, a top again, a top-ten matchup next year. Um, yeah. Florida's schedule is extremely easy next year. Our, 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 um, I say that, but, of course, so, you know, Ole Miss and LSU are our crossovers. And Ole yeah. Miss is um, – and then we don't we have like three cupcakes, so we could very well be undefeated going into Jackson, and I'm sure Georgia will. So I'm just excited about it. Obviously, it it just kills me because like just growing up in Georgia, all you know, all my friends are Bulldogs, so I always hear from it. So it's just like the one game that I want to win every year. Yeah, um, yeah, no. So, so that's just, how like, I feel about Auburn. Like yeah, exactly, I just want to be Auburn every time by a million points in the most demeaning and embarrassing way possible. Um, but I, I agree, man. I think this, the, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is going to be an important game for college football for years to come. And I think that right now you have a situation where Alabama are number one and number two, and they're going to play this weekend or not number one, number two, sorry, they were now they are number two, and number three, and they're going to play um, each other this weekend. And I think that there's potential that in the future we have a top five matchup between UGA and Florida um, in Jacksonville. And oh, yeah. That, you know, this weekend I'm sure a lot of eyes were on the game. Um, but I think in the next few years we'll have a game or two where the entire college football world's eyes are on the game, um, which to me that's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, no, 100%. I think we're starting to get there too over the past two years. I think – you know, last year I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this game's this game has meant a lot than it's meant in a long time, and I feel like this year it even eclipsed last year by a good bit. Just being, you know, obviously game day wasn't there and stuff like that, but just being, just being, you know, us being better teams this year and so on and so forth. So I'm I'm excited about the matchup. Well, I also uh, think just the personality of Kirby and Dan Mullen add to it too, because you've got two young coaches who are trying to make a name for themselves and are trying to, um, you know, be trying to take programs to like, well, that's what I think like, and everything you have and, two coaches. I think you just have two coaches who, you know, everyone looks at, everyone looks at and goes, you know, these are at least everyone in the country would agree. I think probably right now that Kirby smart and Dan Warner are in the top 10 as far as coaching. Uh, yeah. but it's like, they just, both of them, I think want to, want to reach that next step where they just cement their name in history and win, yeah. win a championship and do all that and it's, stuff. And it's such a good storyline because they're so different. Like, they have such different oh, styles, and they're, like, very, like, 
Kirby's very level headed, very like you know, he doesn't he doesn't like do a lot of like joking and trash talking and stuff where Dan Mullen like plays around in media days and makes jokes and stuff like that. And so you get this really interesting dynamic between the two where you feel like these guys really don't like each other. Like, Oh no, no, no. I like, I really don't think they like each other. I know that's what I'm saying. So, and I didn't think about this, but you know, Kirby played against Mississippi state uh, the first year he was uh, Georgia's head coach and beat Dan Mullen. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like four and against Dan Mullen. Yeah, so I think they really don't like each other. They have very different styles. A former Georgia D coordinator is at Florida right now. You've got the the Brenton Cox thing where he transferred to Florida. Um, So you've got all these things that are going to, you know, come together over the next few years to just hype the drama um, and the the meaningfulness of this game even more. So I'm super excited for it. Dan tries to bring that that Spurrier out in him every now and then. Yes. Which as a Gator fan you love, but I mean, obviously you got to win the games. But honestly, man, it's just like I tell you, uh, like Saturday, I didn't, I didn't watch any other football game. I didn't even check the scores. Like before the game, I was so like just at the party and of course doing my thing. But after the game, bro, I just felt so defeated, man. I just like I went home, I went to bed, I didn't look at any scores, and then like, I, like I just felt like, just oh my god, like. And obviously, I'm going to the Vanderbilt game this year, this week. But I was just like, I literally like last week, or I literally told my parents, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not coming back to the stadium. <laughs> I'm not watching this bullshit ever again." I said, "I'm not going. I'm not coming to. I'm not going to the fucking. I'm not coming to this Jag Stadium ever again." First of all, because oh some, someone stole my fucking cooler, and it took me two and a half hours to get out. <laughs> and I'm not about to go through this bullshit again and watch my fucking team lose. I told them. I said. I said. I will not – I'm not fucking going next year. Until we win one, I'll go I'll go then. But I'm not fucking going. I'm sick of this bullshit. That's hilarious. And I literally told Grace – I told Grace, my girlfriend, I said – she said, are we going to the Vanderbilt game? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, why do you say it like that? I was like, because I don't want to fucking go, but I, got, I can't come out and tell myself a true fan unless I go. She's like, why are you so pissy? And I'm like, because we lost this fucking game. And she Dude. goes – she's like, Parker – we went nine and three in the regular season last year, and we're probably gonna go ten and two this year. Like, why can't you just like we're getting better? And I'm like, I know, babe. Just like, I, and that's what's like. I kind of put me into check a little bit, a little, you know. Oh my gosh, say, your girlfriend knew the records from last year. Yeah, because like, she, well, I mean, she goes to every home game with me. Oh my so, gosh, my wife would never. My wife would be like, quit being a little baby about something that doesn't matter. I mean, she's like that too. So don't get me wrong. Like, I've pretty much forced her to go to these games with me. My wife, my wife, literally only roots for UGA because she knows I'll be in a better mood if they win. <laughs> that's like, pretty. That's, I feel like she's kind of the same way. Like, she goes to the games with me, but like, obviously, she pays attention to it and stuff like that. Like, I'll tell her Florida's like tenth, and she'll be like, "Oh yay!" Like, <laughs> but like, but like. I mean that kind of put it in perspective. Like obviously this this loss really hurts, and I'm like sad about it. But you know this this Florida team could still win ten games in the rate in the in the regular season, which is I mean y'all really should like oh that's what I'm saying. Like obviously you have Vanderbilt, Missouri, and then Florida State, which are three um, games left. And speaking of Willie Taggart, got the can. I know, man. I'm so sad. I wish they would have signed him to a damn lifetime lifetime deal. Yeah, uh, Willie Taggart got the can. We'll see where that goes. I don't know who they're going to hire, but, you know, 
Yeah. So funny because yesterday all the Florida State fans were like, Bob Stoops confirmed in Tallahassee. Oh, my gosh. And Bob Stoops is not going to damn fucking Tallahassee. No. That Did you see that joke tweet I sent you where somebody was like, Jason Brown? That's so funny. That shit was so funny. I mean, Dude, I wish that'd be hilarious. I mean, I think Missouri might give us fits, but I mean, realistically, we should take care of business this last three games, go to a New Year's Six game and take care of business there. And, Do y'all you know, play Missouri at home or away? Away. Oh, okay. Yeah, that may give y'all fits then just because they play well at home and terrible yeah. away. Yeah, we play Vanderbilt and Florida State at home, and then we play Missouri away. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. But I mean, definitely still things to be positive about. I mean, if so you think? Can, let me let me let me ask you this: If you guys don't lose another regular season game, you think you get New Year's Six Bowl? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think yeah. it also depends on what happens with with um, with the rest of the, you know the SEC teams in the top. Yeah. You know, top five, top six. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think essentially what's going to happen is you're going to have, you know, two teams go to the – I think you're going to have two SEC teams in the playoff. And I think you're going to have, um, you know, an SEC team in the Sugar Bowl. And I think Florida will probably make like the Orange Bowl or some, some, something like that. So, um, you know, which I'm fine with. I think I think they had like – I think the projections this past week were Florida playing Virginia in the Orange Bowl. And I was like, sign me up for that shit. I'll go down to Miami and watch it smack that ass. But, um, I mean, 10 wins in the regular season, improvement. I mean, we win nine and three in the regular season last year. 10 wins, I'll take it, obviously, improvement. I told you before the season that, you know, I felt like anything above nine wins I was going to be happy with. Um, I felt like nine wins was going to be like, I'd be happy but not thrilled. Anything above nine, I'd be thrilled. And then anything below nine, I'd be like, uh, uh yeah. and anything below eight, I'd be just devastated. So, yeah. And that uh, was before Felipe Franks got hurt. And that's another thing that like, like people can talk about how, how, you know, oh, well, Kyle Trask, this Kyle Trask, that, but like, I don't think people realize like Kyle Trask was a two-star quarterback for a reason. Like, yeah, he's played well, but like, that's a credit to Dan Mullen. And obviously yeah. you saw some of his deficiencies against Georgia. Yeah. So I Let mean, me tell you something. People, anybody who thinks that Kyle Trask is a better overall quarterback than Felipe Franks needs to go back and watch some of the stuff Felipe can do. Like, believe me, I'm not a Felipe Franks fan. I've been very critical of him. Um, but, I mean, Kyle, Tr- like you said, Kyle Trask was a two-star for a reason. And, you know, he's played above his pay grade, and that's all well and awesome. That's what you want a backup quarterback to do. But, yeah. you know – it, who the game the big games Auburn he played well but against LSU and Georgia you got I mean, you forget against Auburn he had he had what three or four oh, fumbles wait yeah he had he had like ter- multiple turnovers against Auburn really he played good against LSU and LSU's defenses look like Swiss cheese so how about no turnovers in this game really I, we didn't yeah. have any I, I'm trying to think I don't remember any no there wasn't that's weird. That is Dude, it was a weird, weird game. It was a weird game. Yeah, well, honestly, bro, I texted you that and said this is a weird game. But what I was getting into was you got to think about this way: backup quarterback. Um, you know, two years ago we were four and eight, and now we we're possibly going to win. You know, ten games in the regular season and have a chance to go to a New Year's Six and win eleven. Like, like as a Gator fan, like, yeah, it sucks losing to Georgia, but let's let's calm the fuck down and let's be happy. Like, we're on the right track. So. 
Um, and obviously, yeah, I mean, we're still behind Georgia. Obviously, that was obvious, but I think we're getting there. And I just think you got to be you got to be happy where it's headed. And obviously, a ten win season and with a backup quarterback and a New Year's Six Bowl is is phenomenal. So I'm keeping my head held high. Um, I'm still depressed, but whatever. Yeah, but, it's um, part of it. It's part of it. I get depressed after every single Georgia loss, and I didn't know if I'd ever recover from the national championship loss to Alabama. So. Well, I just before let's briefly like let's let's talk about this LSU Alabama game because okay, you know, we talk about some other SEC games this week, but really nothing was. It was kind of an ass weekend for the SEC as far as games. So I just think we should just hop into this upcoming week and just talk about really, you know, what the whole country is going to be watching next. All right, so let's just let's just give our picks um, and just kind of our impressions of the game. Um, I'll go first. I think Alabama is going to win. Um, I think LSU's offense is super explosive, but their defense is suspect. Um, I think Tua is going to be back, and I just think the experience of Alabama's players and coaches is going to help them get over the hump and beat LSU. Um, I think Joe Burrow will probably have a really good day. Um, I think it'll probably be pretty high scoring. I don't expect either defense to just shut down the other one's offense, but I think it's going to come down to coaching and experience. I think Ed O has done an amazing job this year, and I've already admitted on this podcast that I was wrong about him. He obviously is doing something right. You know, you and me have talked about multiple times how head coaches are a re- or coordinators are a reflection of their head coaches, and the fact that Ed O recognized that the offense at LSU was not going to get the job done, decided to go out and hire some new blood, some NFL guys to put together an offense – um, just shows that he's, you know, doing the right things as a head coach and getting the right people in. I just don't know that I trust that LSU defense to hold Alabama down enough for Joe Burrow to get the job done. Um, so I'm going to say Alabama 38, LSU 33. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so um... – if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have said LSU, but I don't know why my heart is just telling me Alabama this week. And I don't even know, like, and, like, I don't even care. Like, for some reason, I don't even care, like, if two was in the game or not. I, obviously, I think that makes a major difference. But, like, like to me, for some reason, it's just, um, you know, it's just, I just feel like Alabama somehow is just going to be Alabama. And I feel like this game will be pretty high scoring. Uh, typically for an LSU Alabama game, I mean, however years years ago it was, and the damn score was what nine to three or something like that. I don't think it's gonna be one of those games. I think you're gonna have probably like, I think I think I think thirty five to twenty eight Alabama. Yeah. So yeah, man, I think in a game like this is when you really see coaching play a huge role and and obviously coaching plays a huge role in every game but you know similar to the Georgia Florida game when you've got two teams that have really good talent and they've got you know strength they everybody knows what their strengths are and stuff it's really about whose coaches can put their guys in the best position and I just trust Nick Saban and his staff more than I trust Ed Ogeron's staff and I could be wrong Joe Burrow could come out have an amazing day, LSU's defense, play well enough, and then get the win. But, man, how many times has Alabama went into a game where we thought somebody could beat them or they had a chance and they figure out a way to win? I mean, they just that's just what they do. They win ball games. And LSU is similar to Georgia and Florida. They're on the upswing. 
they're doing the right things, but they're not Alabama yet. So I just think that Alabama is going to be able to get the job done once again. Yeah. No, I mean, I, so question for you. Do you think that if, if Edo comes in here and beats Saban, I mean, I know we already think a little bit different about him, but do you think, again, that, like, you're just like, okay, like, maybe, like, we were really, really wrong about Edo. Yeah, I mean, even, I, I think— And let me I'm, ask this. Like, even with a—let's with, say with a— let's say with two and not playing. I mean, I think that I think I can already say I was wrong about Edo. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, I think we like I think Edo's done a great job, but I don't think we would say he's an elite coach. No, but I don't think he's he's been he's done it enough times to prove he's an elite coach. Um, but dude, they're recruiting well, and if they win this one against Alabama, dude. Not only does that go a long way for fans and recruits, but they might build a statue of that man. They yeah. haven't beat they haven't beat Alabama in eight years. Has it really been that been that? It's long? been eight years. I heard that on the Saturday Down South podcast this week. Wow. I'm gonna double check that really quick. Well, let me tell you sure. this: this is the year to do it because they might not beat him for another like four after this. Yeah. I'm I mean, gonna I don't... Alabama versus LSU recent history. I'm pretty sure it's been like eight years. I think you're right. All right, let's see. The last time LSU, yes, the last time LSU beat Alabama was in 2011, and it was in overtime, and they won nine to six. Nine to six. That's the game I was talking about. And that then was, hold that on, was and years ago, we were getting old. Listen, and then that same year, Alabama beat them 21-0 in the national championship. That was the national championship year, yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. So even the year they beat them, Alabama beat them in the national championship. Yeah, that's wild. So if they if, – if Edo beats Alabama, I mean, they might make him coach for life. Bro, I cannot believe – like, yes, you're right. But I cannot believe that Penn State is in the top four. Dude, okay, okay, let's end on this because I have a conspiracy theory about this. I think I know why they made LSU 2 and Alabama 3. Uh, okay, why? Because now if one of them loses, they can justifiably drop them out of the top four, whereas if LSU was number one and Alabama was three and LSU beat them, people would not – like they would, they might could make it an argument for keeping LSU in the top four. They're trying to set it up where there's not a double SEC uh, playoff again. Yeah, but I like I kind of feel that way, but like I don't think that's going to happen. In the fact that like, yes, I think they're trying to set up that way, but that's not going to happen because you have so you have LSU and Alabama at two and three, right? Yeah, and you have Georgia at six. Yep, and. I'm pretty much going to say that all these programs are going to win out, except obviously the LSU, Alabama, one team is going to have one loss. Well, Penn State and Ohio State have to play each other. Correct. So I think that, like, I think the reason they put Clemson at five is because everyone knows that Clemson has a soft-ass schedule and they don't want to put them in the playoffs. Oh, no, I get that. Essentially, they're saying to themselves, okay, well, Ohio State and Penn State are going to play. LSU and Alabama are going to play. And then Georgia's going to have to play either LSU or Alabama. So it's all going to take care of itself. And then obviously Clemson's going to be unbeaten. 
So when people people can't complain about Clemson. Yeah, but I just think that I think they're setting it up where there won't be giving themselves the best shot to not have two SEC teams in the playoff. Because now, let's say LSU beats Alabama. Alabama drops to five or six, right? Georgia goes up to five or four, depending on what else happens. And then Georgia plays LSU in the SEC championship. If uh, Georgia beats LSU, they'll say, well, Georgia lost to South Carolina and LSU drops out of the top four. Um but if Georgia Penn State loses, has a big, has a big, Penn State has a big game this week, actually. Yeah, they do. But I, they're gonna blow, they're gonna beat Minnesota. But but I think that Dude, like, Minnesota looks pretty good. Yeah, but they don't look that good. But I think Ohio State's gonna steamroll Penn State. This is how I think it's gonna happen. I think you're gonna have Ohio State go unbeaten. I think you're gonna have um, I think you're gonna have Alabama go up to number two next week. I think you're gonna have LSU. I think LSU is gonna drop. I, th- I think Penn State will stay at four. I think LSU is going to lose, but I think LSU loss will bump down Georgia. Yeah, Georgia go to seven. Well, actually, hold up. No, 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 I'm sorry. LSU essentially, I think, will replace Clemson. So I think you'll have Ohio State, Alabama, Penn State, then Clemson, then LSU, then Georgia. Yeah. So, because obviously LSU's one loss would have been better than Georgia's unless they just lose like 50 to 10 against yeah. Alabama. But I mean, so, and then from there, it kind of like, it kind of takes care of itself, obviously. Well, you know, I so. can tell you as a Georgia fan, I want Alabama to win and I want to see them in the SEC championship. Third time's the charm. Let's roll those dice, baby. It's time to go. I know. I'm surprised by that, though, because I feel like you guys would want to play LSU. Listen to me. Listen to me, Parker. I will not be satisfied in my life until. Georgia beats Alabama in a big game. <laughs> well, um, they have stolen two. Oh, what? No, they've stolen three away from me in my lifetime. That is true. Aren't you? And, aren't you sick of the heartbreak? Don't you want to see? Just don't you just want to try to play somebody else? Like you know, like look, it doesn't matter if you're Georgia, if you're. Florida, no, this is what it's like. You know, when you're a little kid and your cousin's really good at ping pong. And so you keep playing with ping pong because you feel like you can beat him. And he just keeps beating you. But you just yeah. play him anyways to the point where he's like, I don't even want to play anymore. But you just keep playing him just yeah. so that you can eventually beat him. That's what it feels like. Like, I, that's all that I want. One, so you just want, like, like he's beating you, like, 20 times in a row. Dude, but you get that one win. I'm going to be legit with you. If we beat Alabama in the SEC championship and then lose in the first round of the college football playoff, I won't even be that mad. Like, it'll suck, but I really won't – like, I'll be like, dang, I really want us to win that game. But if we can just get over that Alabama hump, man. You're because funny, if we – let's say let's say we go to the SEC Championship and we beat LSU. People are still – you know what Bama fans are going to say? You didn't beat Bama. That is true. They will say that. I know. I know, bro. So it has to be Bama or nobody. Bama or nobody. Not, if it's not Bama, Bama if it's not Bama, I might just be like, Florida, y'all can go. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, I would that's kinda I feel the same way though, because like as a Florida fan, I wouldn't play LSU again. Yeah. Just this like just for the revenge of it, you know what I mean? Yes, dude. Like, oh my gosh, I want to beat Bama in a big game so bad I can't stand it. 
I just want to beat fucking Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe next year, baby. Maybe next year. He's gonna live with this bullshit for a year. God, I want to kill. I would this. give you. There's a song I listen to every time that Georgia loses. Um, and I I'd send it to you to like for your tears, but it'd probably make you happy because the opening line is about losing to Florida. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's called Every Dog, and it's by Corey Smith. You know what song I was listening to on the way home? What? R.E.M. Everybody Hurts. You ever heard that one? <laughs> yes. Everybody Hurts. I can picture you in the car listening to that on the way home to Jacksonville. By myself just crying. Oh, my gosh, dude. You don't understand how many times after a Georgia loss I've listened to that song by Corey Smith and just had tears welling up my eyes. Just like, bro, I can't believe we lost that game. There you go, bro. This is me. <laughs> I was sitting in the car looking at my girlfriend just saying, why? Oh, why my me? God. Dude, that is hilarious. I almost I can picture it perfectly. Dude, oh this audio is going to be terrible. This audio is going to be ass, but let me just look. <laughs> this song, man. I almost am going to cry again listening to it. I'm crying laughing, picturing you driving down. The, was it raining? Please tell me it was raining on the way home. No, it wasn't raining. I was straight up in like the ghetto of Jacksonville. There was every, I was sitting in traffic for two hours, just literally just sitting there like I didn't say a damn word. And I just played this song, and my girlfriend started laughing. But, like, I wasn't a joke. I just needed to hear this. Just sitting there, like, in my own self-pity, bro. The only just reason sit- the only reason it's so funny is because I know that exact feeling. And I've literally done the exact same thing. I was just, like, playing all the... I was just playing all the damn... The, the damn third downs in my head. Just oh, sitting there, like, what the fuck happened? You're like third and fourteen, Jake from the Lawrence Cager. Bro, I'm so fucking done. I'm about to cry myself. You know what it makes night. me? You know what it makes me think of? You know that episode of The Office where Michael Scott's girlfriend breaks up with him, and it's not not even his girlfriend. I think I think it's the model girl in the. Oh, in where the he finds magazine. out the girl, the girl yeah. that in the magazine, and he's yeah. just listening. He's just <laughs> listening to the same iTunes preview over and over and over again. And he, Dwight's like, "Why don't you just buy the song?" <laughs> Oh, man. That was me. All right, bro. Well, yeah. I'll let you go. I know you got to get in bed so you can sling some houses tomorrow. But uh, take it easy on me, buddy. You're welcome, buddy. Just remember that when y'all beat us here in a year or two. Oh, I'll try my best. All right, man. Well, get some sleep, and I'll talk to you later on. All right, man. See ya. See ya.